Global Discipleship Returns. It's me, Doug Jones, and sitting to my right, Jason. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say my name for me. I don't know why. Lately, I haven't done that, and you still are always like so surprised that I. Well, last week have I you started speak. the episode. So. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Boundaries. Just, just say. <laughs> Uh, today's going to be a good day and I'm feeling yeah. good because usually when we set up the studio, I'm pitting out like crazy, but today... Oh, we're getting into this. Cool. Look at you. Clean. YouTube audience, yeah. observe. If you're listening on the podcast, go onto YouTube just so you can see what Doug's talking about. If you have Check sweaty underarms like I typically do, here's what I did this week. Yeah. I switched oh. deodorants usually for years, probably since Great. high school. I've used an antiperspirant deodorant. Yes. Ironically... I bought a deodorant this last time. But just not, a deodorant. It's yeah. not an antiperspirant. Yeah. And it, I've sweat like 1% as much as I used to sweat. Look at you. I wonder if that's a thing scientifically. Or if it's There's like a, reason a psychological that. thing. You know what else is really good? You're you like, know, oh, I'm going to sweat more, but then you don't. Maybe. I, I thought I, I would. Know. You know, like when you're in the shower too and you're like washing your pits and- I do know you what get that's that, like. You get that like cakey residue from deodorant. Sometimes it does happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen with this. Just washes right off. Okay. Well, I'll so have I'm to like, ask you offline then about the brand because now yeah, I'm curious. I'll tell you about it without endorsing I'm curious, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I won't say. I'll, I'll make it cryptic with new sweet. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Uh, all right. episode now, uh, that's all I'm going to be thinking about. I'll be talking, new but sweet. I'll be thinking about this encryption here. All right, we've got an important announcement to make that I think is really cool and pretty fun. It gives another bell and whistle to our program. Yeah, this is uh, exciting. Yeah, this is pretty sweet. Jason, do you like to do things in your house? Uh, I generally do spend time at my house and what do kinds of things, things do in do? them. Um, I do a little of this and that, watching you know, watching some TV, <laughs> reading some books, doing some chores, playing some games with my wife. Yeah. Um, but All right, well, just imagine. Yeah, I can picture this. I'm going to close my eyes. And imagine, imagine you're at home. I can picture that. And with just the spoken word, whoa, you can begin listening to do it. Wait, is this like spoken word, like poetry slam? Absolutely or what are we talking not. about? Okay, different. Just by speaking the words, ah. you can start listening to our voices in your home. Whoa. That's right, folks. This is possible. If you have uh, any Alexa enabled device from Amazon, Amazon Echo or Echo Dot, I think any generation, you can now listen to Doable Discipleship on that device. Just by speaking. All you got to do is say to Alexa, Alexa, enable doable discipleship, and then say, play the latest episode, and boom. Oh, scratch that. Play the latest show. Yeah. Got to be specific. It'll happen. So, Alexa, enable doable discipleship, play the latest show, and boom, our latest episode will start playing right there in the comfort of your own home. And Doug, does this work in Spanish too? I don't know. Oh, I, I invite our listeners to try it yeah. and then comment if it does or does not work. <laughs> Give it a try. Give it a try. Anyway, that's pretty cool. So that's a that's a new excited. little feature that I think people might enjoy. I'm excited to see, I'm excited to check that out. Yeah. I think I have an Alexa enabled device at home. I will explore. Tell me if it works. Let's see. Um, another thing that we wanted to um, start out by talking with you guys about is we would love to hear from you. So we were thinking it'd be fun in the future to do kind of an episode where we answer some questions, get some questions from you guys in the audience, yeah. and we would love to talk about them or maybe make it 
I don't know, like a topic of a whole episode itself or just do like a Q&A kind of style thing. So mm-hmm. we need to hear from you. What that means is if you are watching on YouTube, comment below with your questions. We may not respond right away. In fact, we don't want to respond right away because we want to talk about it on the show. So yeah, don't expect us to respond in yeah. the comment section. If you guys want to discuss down there, go for it. But don't expect us or Saddleback Church to jump in because we're trying to collect those questions. Yeah. Yes. And if you are listening to the podcast, email us at maturity at saddleback.com. That's maturity at saddleback.com. And we would love to gather these questions. We don't know when that episode will air or whatnot, but it's just something that we want to have and we want to hear from you guys. It's, It's pretty exciting. I think after this episode... Airs around this time, we'll have had, I think, some like 11,000 downloads just of the podcast. Yep. That's not even the views on YouTube. Um, so that's really exciting. So uh, thank you guys for staying engaged with us, for wanting to uh, watch or listen every week. And we want to hear from you. So this is a great way to do that. Yeah, we get to talk to you all the time, but we don't as often get to hear back from you. So this is a great way for you to do that. I'm, I'm pretty excited about just in the first few months how Doable Discipleship has grown and really appreciate all of you guys continuing to listen and or watch. Yeah, I think it's been almost four months, which is awesome. Yeah. We are turning now and leaving the heart, soul, mind, strength discussions we're in the turning past. turning a page. A now, of chapter. course, heart, soul, mind, and strength has to do with everything we do on maturity, but we're changing the subject now. We're getting away from that. We've talked about Mark 1230, heart, soul, mind, strength a lot. If you didn't hear that series of conversations and interviews, be sure to go back and do that. Some of you are new to the show. Welcome. Yeah, we welcome you. In fact, we know a lot of you are new to the show because the show is continuing to grow and we're getting more and more downloads and stuff. So, uh, But today, what we're going to do is turn a corner and we're going to start talking about some of the important facts that you've got to know about spiritual maturity. And this is this is great no matter where you are in your spiritual journey. Uh, it's especially true if you're new to the show and you're just kind of getting caught up. These are some really great foundational facts to, to get started with. Um, you you, It's not just a matter of what you know to grow, but it's a matter of how, how you develop skills along the way. And so over the next couple of weeks, today and then our next episode, we're going to talk about two sides of a similar coin. Yeah. On the one hand, today, we're going to talk about the facts, the things that you do need to be aware of if you want to grow spiritually. And then next week, we're going to be talking about the things that you need to be aware of because they need to be avoided. So what are the pitfalls? What are the what are the hazards? What are the dangers, temptations, the temptations yeah. on the road of discipleship that can short-circuit you, get you off track, uh, and, and actually can hinder your growth over time? But today, we'll be talking about the positive. So what do you need to know to grow we're digging right into that. Can you start us off with that first of these? I think we have seven spiritual facts to know. I will start us out because the, of uh, the first point is highlighted my color. Um, so the first fact that we are talking about today behind the scenes <laughs> is, is that we aren't meant to be babies forever. And you may be thinking, Jason, that's the most obvious statement you've ever said. But I'm not just talking about, I'm not, I'm not talking about our physical growth. I'm, what I'm talking about is our spiritual growth. Because what happens... When you get saved, the moment you accept Jesus into your life, you are born again. is 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 one of the uh, of the terms that 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 is referred to with this. And so you start spiritually fresh, pretty much, right? And so it's this idea that you aren't meant to remain a spiritual baby or an infant or even like a child. Uh, And Paul talks about it in his letter to the uh, Ephesians. He talks about do not remain a child. We Mm. are to grow. So it's this idea that spiritual growth, it's not just some like 
concept, oh, it's it's learning more. No, it's it's literal growing in your faith, in your spiritual life. Yeah. Um, and it's something that we are called to do. And that's just, and anybody who is intentional and focused on their spiritual walk will grow. Yeah. Um, so, so that's just one thing that we want to encourage as we start this list of facts is this idea that we are meant to grow. We are not meant to remain spiritual babies. Yeah. You have, yeah, yeah. In fact, babies have basically one and only one job, which is to grow. Like it's, yeah. it's all they do. They, they grow rapidly. They eat a ton and that, that all fosters growth. And yeah. so it's like, it's clear that babies were born in order to grow. It's the one should flow naturally from the other. But spiritually, we know that's not automatic, yeah. which we'll kind of touch on that as we go. But uh, anyway, anything else to say on that one? Um, it kind of leads into the other facts. I think they're all kind of tied yeah. into it. And especially some of the pitfalls that we'll talk about next week, I think can come out of this idea of not wanting to grow or not thinking about growth. Yeah. So I think we'll talk more about that later. But having this foundation of this idea of growth mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. Yeah, the next one, the second one is the goal of spiritual growth is to become like Jesus. So some people, when they they become a Christian, they, they, they give their life to God, and then they don't really know where to go from there. But if you narrow down spiritual maturity to meaning simply this, that you become like Jesus, it actually really narrows your field of view, because now you have an example to follow. You have a, an actual person who lived and whose life is cataloged that we can learn from and draw from. Romans 8.29 says, For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So this is a this is hugely important when we think about our goals. We're trying to emulate Christ. And th- this is why whenever someone's new to the faith, what I will always tell them, and I think what I think most pastors are pretty unified on this, the first thing we'll tell you to do is go and read the Gospels. Go read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's a personal favorite. John. John, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a John fan. The book of John emphasizes Jesus' deity or emphasizes the fact that Jesus is God. And so you get you get John's very supernatural take on the Jesus narrative, which personally I really enjoy. I think, yeah, and I think what's cool, if, if you read each of the Gospels, as you see different things that are emphasized in each. As yeah. John used that emphasizes his deity and the spiritual element in that. In Luke, you get like the whole birth story, yeah. which is which is fascinating. Yeah, and all that. Yeah, you get the lineage and stuff. In Matthew, you know, you get the Sermon on the Mount and, and all the, you know, whatnot. And it's just, yeah. I think, so spending time in each of the Gospels and, and not just saying, oh, I read, you know, Mark, I'm good. Mm-hmm. No, you got to read all four of the Gospels. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so if you're new to the faith, that that's a big encouragement for me. If you want a doable step, go and read the Gospels, learn the life that Jesus lived, and then do your best to emulate that. Now, obviously, you won't be able to emulate every aspect of Jesus' life, but um, Jesus came, and one of the things he came to do is to to give us an example, a perfect example to follow. So, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think that ties in perfectly with our first point of, of not being spiritual babies, is this idea of, okay, I'm supposed to grow. What am I supposed to be growing into Toward, or yeah. towards? And it's being like Christ. It's Christ-likeness. That's what we've been talking about. And that yeah, was if, the key of the second point. If babies, if we're born as spiritual babies, Jesus is the picture of spiritual adulthood. Yeah. He's the picture of what we should be trying to progress toward with, with of course, the help of the Holy Spirit. Definitely. Um, our next point that we wanted to hit on is when I follow Jesus, I am called a disciple. Um, a, a disciple literally means a follower of. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, you can be a disciple of a lot of different things, but what we're talking about here in terms of spiritual growth and is is being a disciple of Jesus. As we were talking about, it is like Christ, or Christ-likeness that we are growing towards. As Doug said, is the picture of spiritual adulthood. Yeah. So we want to follow Jesus. We are his disciples, That and, and that is what we are called to be. We got John 8, 31 says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. Mm. So I think those are two two key elements there. You are my disciples. He is saying like like that that is what that is what you should be. You are my disciples. But then he says, if you remain faithful to my teachings. That's an important clause. That's a hugely important clause because it identifies who his disciples are. A disciple is someone who is following and remaining faithful to his teachings. Yeah. So as we talk about this idea of spiritual growth, of our spiritual walk, spiritual development, whatever you want to call it, is this idea of following, learning, remaining faithful to yeah. Jesus's teachings. Yeah. Yeah, let me jump in with a with a question that I think, that I, I pose to myself every now and again. Ask yourself the question because because what Jesus is saying here is something that's very action oriented. It's focused on yeah. it's focused not simply on what you think or believe. It's focused on what you actually do, remaining in real faithful, time, remaining yeah. faithful, obeying His teaching. Another translation says, "If you obey my commands." So there's a there's action involved here. And one question that I pose sometimes to others when it comes to spiritual maturity, and I try to pose to myself often, is, "Am I behaving like a believer or a disciple?" Hmm. Because a Disciple and a believer are not the same thing. True. You can be a you can't be a disciple without being a believer, but you can be a believer without being a disciple. So if you're the kind of person who believes in Jesus, you've made him your savior, you trust him with your salvation, you trust him with eternity, but you're not seeking to obey him and give him more and more kingship over your life. If the kingdom of heaven is not being embodied in you more and more as time progresses, you're not a disciple. At least you're not behaving like one. So this is an important distinction. I think we can we can each sort of ask ourselves this. How did I do today? Maybe at the end of the day I say, did I today behave like a disciple, one who actually seeks to be like Jesus, mm-hmm. or did I just continue as I've always done, believing in him and nothing more? Yeah, it's this idea that like even the devil knows that God exists kind right. of thing. Exactly. And so, yeah, that's exactly what you're talking about, is this idea— and it's one I've talked about before on the show, and I'll continue to talk about it a ton because it's such a it's a big part of my focus right now is this idea of intention. Mm. So it's talking about um, if you are going to be a disciple of Jesus, it's not only the matter of, yeah, I believe God exists. Yeah, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God or you know, he he died for my sin, that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's this intentional wait, I am actually called to follow Jesus, to be like him, to obey his commands, as that other translation says, to remain faithful to his teaching. So how can I do that better and better every day? And knowing that spiritual growth is a process. It's, It's a journey. You know, it's not a I think we've talked about this before. I'm sure we have, but it's not a, it's not a checklist, right? And you're done. Mm-hmm. I've achieved growth. Huzzah. It's not, yeah, <laughs> um, you know. It, but it's this. It's because there's always ways that God is going to be working in us yeah. um, to continue to hone us and grow us to be more like His right. Son. I, I want to jump in and make sure we make one thing very clear here. Uh, I'm, we're making a clear distinction that being a believer and, and a disciple is not necessarily the same exact thing. But I do want to also be clear that we're not saying that if you're not, you know, daily 
um, modeling your life after Christ, yeah. that you don't have a home in heaven or that salvation. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about salvation yeah. because we know that to be saved, to be made right with God, just requires that we have faith alone in Christ alone, and that is all. We're, we're saved by grace, through faith, in the name of yeah, Jesus, Romans. and that is all. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, so we're not saying that this is somehow connected to your your standing no, no, before no, no, God no. or anything like that. What we're talking about is growth. There, you know, If you want to grow, though, you need to do more than believe. You need to to take positive action in the right direction. It's Which, part of how God lets us take responsibility for our own spiritual uh, destiny. Definitely, and I think that leads directly into your next point. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, the next one is spiritual maturity makes life better. This is... Here this gets at one of the go. one of the big misconceptions that's out there, and it's it's not so much there within the church. Although, I do think that there are plenty of believers who have this false idea that if they the more they follow Christ, the more they're going to be giving up the things in life that satisfy them, yeah. and that is not the case. Jesus completely renounced this idea in John ten ten. It's one of my most quoted verses. Uh, Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So he says, if you want to know who wants to wreck your life, it's the enemy. It's it's the personal evil that we find in Satan. It's your sin nature. It's the yeah. it's all the things that place you at odds with God that take joy and pleasure and satisfaction and purpose out of your life. But it is Jesus who restores all of that. And so uh, I think we have to really make sure we get this one down. Spiritual maturity makes my life better. First uh, Timothy four eight says, "Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come." So, so one of the ideas here, you know, Jesus promises this John ten ten life, a, a life that surpasses your wildest dreams, it surpasses all your expectations, rich and satisfying. Uh, and and again, I know that there's a misconception that says that that may not be the case, but the reality is that I think anyone who has who's begun walking down that road of spiritual maturity, has found this to be true. Yeah. I've never met anybody who pursued maturity in Christ and then regretted it somehow. Ah, man. Or looked back on their <laughs> yeah. life and felt like they had missed out on something. If anything, they found that along the way, the things that they thought they were getting satisfaction from were actually shackles. Mm-hmm. And that over time, they became more and more free from those things. I mean, you go to a place like Celebrate Recovery and talk to all the people who, who will all day long tell you, how much their life has been transformed for the better yeah. because they walk with Jesus now than when they had all the hurts and habits and hangups uh, that were governing their life or the addiction that was governing their life or the thing that they used to go to to medicate or to take away pain or that kind of thing. They found that Christ was the better alternative to that and that he provided healing that was true and real yeah. and good and not just superficial or fake or that sort of thing. So it truly does make life better. Uh, one, one thing that I, the one thing that I always emphasize too is that it's our relationship with Jesus that allows us to, to get through any season of life. Mm-hmm. There are certain, I mean, there are certain pains in life and there are certain chapters of life, things that human beings just go through in a broken world that you cannot understand or, or even really get through without the help of that supernatural guide, yeah. without, without the help of a close relationship with Jesus. Uh, and what I've, what I found personally as I slowly but surely move toward maturity over time, and what I find when I look at people who are more mature than me, is that they enjoy life more and they can accomplish and endure anything because they have the help of someone that is supernatural. So they're not just doing things on the natural level, they're doing things with supernatural help. Yeah, I love that idea of the joy that comes as we continue to know God better, to, you know, 
uh, grow in our Christ-likeness yeah. is this idea, you know, of, of, of not just joy, but like all the spiritual fruits. Yeah. But but I focus on joy just because, as you're saying, like it, it makes life better in John ten ten or whatnot. Is mm. is is you can start to experience it, it, know what it truly feels like to choose joy. Yeah. In in all circumstances. Yeah. And I think that's just something that's unfathomable if you don't have Christ in your life. It right. just you know it, like like how can you choose joy in this 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 is this right. And you just it's 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 because I I know. Jesus. It's because mm-hmm. I can lean on him. Yeah. You know, it's because I can I can get that peace that surpasses understanding. Mm-hmm. Um that all comes from knowing God better and better and better. Yeah. I I've heard it said too and I love I love this idea. Uh it's been said by many um but it's this it's this idea that the greatest gift that God has given to us is himself. Yeah. And this is a key because if, if you if you understand what the Bible teaches and you understand uh, creation and how that relates back to God who made it, what you realize is that God is not the enemy of all good things, but he's the maker of all good things. He's mm-hmm. the source of all good things. In fact, uh, it's been said many times that if it weren't for God, even the we couldn't take pleasure in anything because pleasure is something that God created. Mm-hmm. So there are sins that people run to in order to find pleasure, but it's actually because of God that they're even able to experience pleasure at all in the first place. So what what I think we find is that as we move closer to God, who is the source of every good and perfect thing, mm-hmm. we actually experience more goodness and more beauty and more enjoyment of life. It, it is logically, it just makes logical sense that as you move toward the source of all those good things, you will experience more of those good things. Yeah. And they may not be temporal things, like the things that we normally go through like material things and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff but we'll be experiencing something that is just transcendently better than anything we could find in this life so spiritual maturity (laughs) makes life better (laughs) that's a good yeah have we covered that's a robust point um okay our next our next point we have here is spiritual maturity unlocks my potential it's a big one this is a big one, and and we it's kind of goes back to a little bit from what we were talking about uh, with Tommy Hilliker a couple of weeks ago, and this yeah. idea that um, how God can use us um, to be basically the hands and feet of you know to be the body of Christ on yeah. earth is what we're talking about. Um, here we got Second Timothy two twenty one says, if you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Mm-hmm. And it's just it centers around this idea that that the more growth that I have in my spiritual walk, the more God can use me. The more He has prepared me, you know, the more I I make myself available. Uh, it's just this idea that you know, like. As an as a as an infant, as a kid, or whatever, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much that you know understanding that you have. Yeah. There's only so much that you have been have been through that you have have prepared for. All this kind of idea that as you grow, you are able to do more. You are able to be of more use yeah. as this honorable or, or or special utensil for honorable use. Yeah, and so. Um, but again, the caveat here, the king here, or, or, or the key here is if you keep yourself pure. And what that's talking about, it, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, is following and being faithful to Jesus's teachings. That's what it's yeah. talking about, being pure, is it's, yeah. it's, it's being obedient. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, my mind's going in a few different directions there. But one <laughs> one one phrase that I uh, that I like to use is that with maturity comes capability. Yeah, that's great. I think we all have a desire for we have we all have a desire to for a, a sense of purpose, for a sense of meaning, and uh, we all have a desire to to do something of value in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an intrinsic part of human beings. I think that's why people who come from every faith background or no faith background still want to make a mark. They still want yeah. to accomplish mm-hmm. something. They still want to they they still want to to influence the world around them. Yeah. And what we find uh, in the Bible, and then this verse that you just read from Second Timothy is a, a perfect example of that. That with maturity comes greater capability. The point you made about kids is exactly right. You know, a, a child of two years old can't even tie their shoe. Yeah. Now, a child of two years old is infinitely valuable and is wonderful and special and great, but uh, just isn't capable of of affecting as much meaningful influence on the world as yeah. an adult with greater capability. Um, some people might argue that. It's just an analogy. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think this is a really important point, and it taps into that desire for significance that God has given us. So he's given us He's implanted in our hearts a desire for significance, and then he's given us a, an opportunity to actually do something of significance, yeah. right? And we do that by balancing the five purposes. We do that through our ministry and that kind of stuff. But the more mature I become, the, the not only greater impact that I can make, but the better impact I can make. Because there are people who make massive impacts on the world, which are horrible. Yeah. And then there are people who make tiny impacts on the world, but are unbelievably good and beautiful, you know? Uh, and God respects that just as much as he respects someone who does something that's good and big or good and great. Yeah. Uh, but I think we we open ourselves up to the possibility of of greater influence in the hand of God, as, a, as this Second Timothy verse says, as a tool in the hands of our maker, if we will align ourselves with him more fully, you know? Yeah, I think if you approach... If you approach with the concept and this idea that God wants to use you, yeah, you know, so I want to get, I, I want to grow so that God can use me more. Like just the idea that God wants to use you, He wants, you know, He 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 wants you to influence the world for Him, for His good, that kind right. of thing. Like, you know, that's huge. Yeah, and 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 that should be a driving factor to cause us to want to grow more. Yeah. Yeah. If you go go back all the way to the Garden of Eden and remember the charge that God gave to Adam and Eve, He said that you would multiply and mm-hmm. subdue the earth. God God actually God actually tasked human beings with having and sort a sort of a caretaker relationship on this earth. Yeah, um, we do that toward one another, and we do it with within the creation itself. That God actually tasked us with this and gave us authority to do that. Mm-hmm. And when you, for better or worse, when you look out across the globe, you see human beings who have subdued the earth. Um, in many ways, though much of it is out of our control. That's why we solve natural disasters and that kind of thing. But you see people acting that out. That's becoming real. We see that becoming real. And more and more as time and technology and so forth wears on. Um, so if you ever feel like, well, I don't feel like I have an, inf- an influence on the world, just remember you're made in the image of God and in every single thing that you do, you're exerting influence on the world around you. And that influence you exert can be good or it can be evil. Uh, it can be something that uh, helps drive the flourishing of God's kingdom on earth, or you can be the enemy of God's kingdom here on earth. Yeah. Um, but what you do does matter. It, it is of consequence. Definitely. Uh, even if it feels small to you, it can be of great consequence in God's economy. And if you want to uh, you know, unlock that potential, maturity is the way. Anything else on that? Uh, no. The next one's quite intuitive, but I think it's really worth saying as well. And that's the idea that growth requires discipline. 
Uh, you cannot be a disciple without discipline. First uh, Timothy 4, 7 says, spend your time and energy in the exercise of keeping spiritually fit. I like these terms that are used because they they deal with, well, they deal with exercise. They deal with fitness, and fitness is something that is in a very, very, has to be an intentional process. Like, it's very hard, unless you have a particular kind of vocation or yeah. that kind of thing. It's really hard uh, to really keep physically fit without certain disciplines in place, and those can be very very difficult to do. It can be challenging. The same can be true spiritually. But one of the biggest points that we teach us in class 101 is that spiritual maturity or spiritual growth does not happen automatically. 201. Excuse me, 201. What did I say? You said 101. Well, which they may talk about that in 101 too, but for our, our point, we're going to talk about 201. <laughs> in class 201, we teach that, but it's not automatic. So if, if you, and we've said this before on the show, but if you're hanging out waiting for spiritual maturity to happen to you, it never will because it's a process yeah. that you must participate in. God has called you to participate. You can't read the New Testament and feel like you're supposed to stay on the bench. <laughs> no, you're called out on the field. You're called to, to do certain things in order to grow. And of course, acknowledging that there's a supernatural element to that, that God is accomplishing something in you, and that you, because God gave you the ability to choose and decide how you would spend your life, God calls you to choose to invest in your growth as well, to do the kinds of things that he desires. So growth requires discipline. Yeah, and that ties in perfectly with our final point that we're going to talk about in this episode, is this idea that I will become mature as I choose to be. You know, as we talk about that exercise idea, it's like, I'm going to become as ripped as I choose to be. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's up to the discipline that you want to put in. Like, nobody else is going to do it for you. And that right. kind of goes back to what Doug was just talking about, is this idea that... Um, you know, you can't just sit around and wait for maturity to happen. That's not what we're talking about yeah. here. Is this idea that, like, you know, I, as we've been talking about for the last couple of months with this idea of heart, soul, mind, strength, is we are called to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah. How can I grow and love God better in these areas? Yeah. And not only that, but we're called to love others as ourselves. So that requires doing stuff. That, that requires action. Yeah. So it's this idea, I will become as mature as I choose to be. You can drive this process. The Spirit is working in you, yeah. you know, is urging you to do this, but but the Spirit's not going to be moving your hands and feet for you either right. in this. Yeah, it, it's a cooperative if, process. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, um, which is good news for you. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I, I I love this point. I think this is this is an extremely important note to end on. It goes back to the entire the entire point of the show. The entire yeah. point of doable discipleship is that you you have an active role to play. There at the end of the day, there's nobody who you can point the finger at and say it's your fault. I didn't grow. That's not possible. God has equipped you for growth, especially living in this day and age where we not only have the printed Bible, <laughs> we have the Bible accessible on all these devices any time of day for free. It's it's never. It's really never been easier to grow spiritually. No. Access so to all sorts of teachings and learnings and stuff like that. Yeah, you're just, a part of a great church. If yeah. not Saddleback, you're part of a great local church that's there to help you grow. There is nobody to blame but you if you don't grow spiritually. Sorry to tough talk, but it's it's true. <laughs> I don't get to blame Honest anyone talk, else for my God. growth. Nobody else nobody else is responsible or accountable for my personal growth. Only I am, and only you are for yours. So this is huge. Why don't we end on a couple little doable steps? Actually, let's recap these real quick, just because we went through those all, and if someone's listening, they don't have these notes right in front of them. Uh, I'll just run through them all. The first Great. one is, we aren't meant to be babies forever. Uh, next, the goal of spiritual growth is to become like Jesus. Uh, third, when I follow Jesus, I'm called a disciple. Fourth, spiritual maturity makes life better. 
Fifth, spiritual maturity unlocks my potential. Uh, Sixth, growth requires discipline. And seven, I will become as mature as I choose to be. Uh, Let's wrap up. A couple quick doable steps. We always like to give you something you can go out and do. We've already kind of touched on a few along the road, but here are a couple to to end on. The first is uh, choose to participate in your growth by developing the habits. Um, By now, I'm sure you've taken class 201, but if you haven't, you need to do that. But remember, the four big habits that we talk about are Bible reading, prayer, uh, involvement in a small group or fellowship in a small group, and tithing, trusting God with your money. So make sure that you're doing those habits. And if there's any one of those that you aren't yet doing, or any number of those that you aren't yet doing, take some baby steps on that. If you don't know how, take class 201. It's the easiest way to learn. But if you've already been through 201, then you know you just got to do it. Yeah, if you um, are watching or listening and you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about with class 201, go to saddleback.com slash class, and it'll mm-hmm. give you all the info for when the next classes will be, whenever you're watching or listening. At Lake Forest, we do them every month. Yeah. Um, and I think actually every campus does 201 every month yeah, now. Yeah, I believe so. So, uh, so no matter when you are watching or listening, there's one coming up. Yeah. Um, so make sure to check that out. And then if you want to emphasize one particular habit that we love... Oh, well, um, I want to emphasize the habit of Bible reading. I oh. think that's a... Is that not the one you're talking about? Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I thought you were asking me a question beyond <laughs> segueing our doable the steps. <laughs> but um, no, go ahead. Anyway, I, I, I was talking with Doug earlier about how I want to do an episode in the future about uh, about the Bible, about our approach to the Bible. Oh, yeah. So that's been hot in my mind, uh, yeah. hence why I didn't pick up on Doug's cue to move to the next <laughs> point. Um, but, but yeah, that will be read upcoming. your Bible. <laughs> that will be upcoming. Um, but moving f- uh, into what Doug was talking about, uh, we do have a uh, prayer campaign that is coming up. Um, at Saddleback, we do a campaign pretty much every year as a church. It's a churchwide emphasis. And uh, this year is called 40 Days of Prayer. And um, that's going to be starting in October. Yeah. Uh, so make sure to uh, be aware of that, to get in a small group that is ready to go, because um, they're going to be handing out all the small group uh, uh, materials and curriculum coming up mm-hmm. end of September, early October. Yeah. And it's going to be a really neat time as a church to just really emphasize um, on the subject of prayer. Yeah, and we'll we'll actually be we'll actually be kind of like partnering partnering with that. This show will be going through uh, the the series of prayer as well. You're going to hear Rick talking about it on the weekend. You're going to hear about it in your small group. You're going to be kind of discussing those things week to week. Uh, prayer is going to be the priority of our church for a little while, which I think is a great great emphasis because too often we think of prayer as a last resort, but rather prayer is meant to be one of the core spiritual habits of the Christian life. So that's going to be great. And if you're at home and you're going, wait, I, I want to get started on prayer right now, go back and listen to our episode with Carolyn Baker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I forget what episode number that was, but you can see... Her name's um, right there. Her the name's title. Carolyn Baker. It's in there. And yeah. she's it's a great interview uh, with a great lady of prayer. And uh, yeah. yeah, enjoy that. It's going to be great. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Had a good time. These are important. Uh, we'll have these linked up in the show notes for you to check out after the fact. And we'll see you next time. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows, 
Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.